0: and insightful in any way, shape, or form, and I thank you very much for listening. Now, let's get started!
1: And hey, welcome to the new episode of the podcast, Self-Evolution Regardless. Now, as far as this episode is concerned, I'd like to talk about something a little bit different, which is, oh, family secrets. I know I may have not mentioned this topic before, like, I have never really talked about it, like, um, ever. But I'd like to talk about it this time because I think it's a really interesting topic to get into. So, um, right off the bat I'd like to say that as far as the trigger that I might be putting to others out there, and maybe offending people, yes, I think I may be, you know, addressing certain people, and I'm not going to deny it, I'm not going to say otherwise, because I clearly am, since usually, uh, whenever you talk about something that happened in your life, you're talking about people who did things to you, so you're clearly addressing people here. And so, when it comes to secrets, and let me tell you something about secrets. All my life, I feel like I have been trained to do things and just, like, you know, act as though everything is supposed to be a secret. Like, even in, in, the, in the times of, like, studying and being a middle school student or even afterwards, like in high school student, I I always wanted to believe that relationships should be kept secret and that no one should know because of the amount of problems that can get when their rumors spread around and when haters get involved and people that want to break us up intervene and whatnot. And so being a girl was at the time very much preserving of my uh, secrets and trying to keep those secrets, I end up somehow, for some reason, just uh, telling the wrong people about my shit. And so what happens is it's no longer a secret. Everyone knows about it. I remember this one time I had a... I had a supposedly secret relationship with my now best friend, um, and we were we were really happy together. He's he's a really awesome guy, and uh, this happened in, in, in like the high school years, at the very end of the high school years, like we we're about to graduate, and basically. They saw, like, my classmates saw how happy we were together, and I can see, I can see the envy in their eyes, and I can see how they're unhappy about (laughs) how we were together and doing stuff together and whatnot, and it just, I don't know, it triggered them. So we worked really hard on keeping their relationship secret and not, like, letting everyone know the school at the time. So, that was fun, but with time, people knew, and it wasn't something, uh, you know, admirable. It, it, was, it was, in fact, inevitable for us to, you know, uh, be seen. Not really in an intimate action, but, like, together. In general. So with people talking, I guess, and gossip going on, and just uh, people talking about us, so I think that's how everyone knew gradually that we were together. And at the time, um, <laughs> this is funny, you mentioned it, but um, every single girl that was my classmate wanted to have him so bad and they didn't want me with him so it's like okay <laughs> I guess it was like a test for for like someone to be patient with these kinds of people to to just try to defend the relationship as much as possible and work on it. And it was uh, it was an adventure, I kinda of have to say. But really, what really broke us up later on was my child's childishness at the time and, you know, I wasn't really mature enough and didn't know the real meaning of relationships and whatnot, so I mean, I really am grateful for staying as best friends for now. I don't ever want to break the relationship. Ever. Ever, 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 ever. So, and, so secrets sometimes work, and sometimes don't. And a lot of the times, I think that secrets are the reason why people gossip, and they make people motivated to do bad stuff for others. Because how come you keep something away from me and like I'm not supposed to know it? Like, I shouldn't know that thing because you have something special about yourself that you need to protect so bad? I have the right to know that and I have the right to invade your privacy and secret and tell, you, tell everybody about it because I should know as well. For some people, for some people, it just happens like that. They don't respect the fact that you have something private to keep. So what they would like to do is know, but not only know about it, about that, but also spread it all over the place. And unnecessarily inviting everyone else in. Everyone else that is basically unwanted, uninvited to come in, basically. And... This actually happens a lot everywhere, basically, in, in like, uh, friendships, in intimate relationships, in family relationships, even in the workplace. So that was in the intimate, in the romantic relationships, I guess, if you can put it. In the workplace, what happens is when colleagues... From a certain position, they know things, and they tell each other about that thing or those things, and they don't let others know. But at the same time, this is how shit works, you know, at the same time, everyone knows about it, and no one speaks up. (laughs) It's like a shared secret. Shared secrets actually are the most harmful way for people to treat each other and to... Verbally, let's say, kill each other. It's one of the nastiest, most cunning ways that people murder each other with gossip, with privacy, invasion, and with, like, like total mess and just chaos. And secrets are terrifying sometimes, when they're buried for a long time, there comes a point where they have to be revealed. Like, it's, it can't happen, you know, it just can't happen for a secret to be hidden forever, you know. Because at, at a certain point, there has to be something about the secret, you know. this secret may have a truth, and it may hide a truth, and the truth always comes out. Though ugly and harmful and dangerous and lethal even, but it comes out, and then it becomes known, and then it's a fact, maybe at, circum- at some circumstances, in some situations, and it may just remain as like an abstract thing. depends on the secret self and what events took place. And it leads to many misunderstandings and arguments between colleagues because they feel like people are using information against them when the secret is no longer hidden. And it even causes people to fire others, others to quit, others to, you know, Sort of like, frame them to a crime they never did, innocently, etc. But the most dangerous case of them all is when it comes to family secrets. And in family, for the term being family, you know, family is supposed to be one unit. Like, no matter how big the number is, family is supposed to be, like, united pieces of, like, a bracelet, imagine, or just anything like that, it's supposed to be, sorry, it's supposed to be inseparable, and people working together to be united no matter what, even for the sake of truth, and even for the sake of, um, not intentionally hurting others because of revealing the truth, but rather being honest and being clear and transparent. And and the communication is there. It's like tangible. It's almost concrete. You know what I'm saying? But sometimes in narcissistic families what happens is that some information are left mysterious to some and clear as the sun to others they're not supposed to be 100 percent secrets they're like 50 50 secrets you know like some people know about it some others don't and it leaves people in the dark anyway because Guaranteed if this secret is actually valid or like because if, if Something is clear to 100% of the family. It's clear. It's transparent. It's there and It's honest So there's no worry about whether there's like some sort of falsification or manipulation of the information going on, but For this specific kind of information when 50% of people know about this information and the rest 50% do not or are clearly in the dark, or are left, uh, you know, ignored and minimized over their attempt to try to understand what's going on, it's really unfair, and it causes so much devastation and wars between the family members and so we're no longer talking about unity we're talking about fighting and disagreements and a lot of disagreements actually not the, not, not the healthy kind of disagreements but the toxic draining kind of disagreements Where it may even lead to someone leaving and no longer returning, like the non-contact rule, the NC rule. So it's pretty, pretty, pretty dangerous. And what's even more dangerous is that the success of these people conspiring against others, like the narcissists and their flying monkeys, and even the enablers, if they're capable of being involved, and even the golden children if they get involved in this, they're masterful at hiding information and even uh, manipulating and playing with the evidence that supports this kind of information. If If it's something that is not working in their favor, they will turn the tables to make it work in their favor. If it's something that if revealed, will make them look ugly in front of everybody else. That's not what they strive for. They will make it look and sound and seem and taste and smell perfect and just totally to their convenience. So, and and the people usually who are not involved in in the knowledge of the secret and the discovery of the secret are scapegoats. There are the people blamed for the problems and the flaws of the family. And I'm not talking only about the nuclear family. It can also be... It can also reach the point of the extended family and their members. The big, you know, family. And that is where very dangerous. And that is where so much shit goes, it's much worse than a nuclear family, obviously, but, I mean, because in an the, in the extended family, obviously, the, the bigger the number of the people is, like, the more one-sidedness is, like, the percentage of the people who take the side of the narcissist, for example, is going to be much bigger than the Ones who take the side of the scapegoats, for example, are trying to reveal the truth. We're trying to reveal what's going on, but with the cunning, twisted minds of the narcissist and his uh, employees or her employees, their flying monkeys, their golden children, their enablers—you know—they work together to keep the secret protected, and protected with layers and layers and layers of lies and manipulation and gaslight all over the place. So when a person who's scapegoated is absolutely banned from these kinds of information, they're like confidential information. Now I have found out a very long time ago about something that I used to think of as something normal until now that I realize it is extremely dangerous. And no wonder why I'm acting like that right now, but it's so freaking... (laughs) Did I mention the fact that my siblings hate me from my birth? I remember this one time, this this isn't the actual event that I discovered, but this relates to it. My GC sister, actually, when we were uh, playing around and stuff happened, um, she just casually said, like, I really wish I had a brother instead of her. And I remember the look on my face was like... Bitch, you thought? I mean, seriously, though. The look on my face at the time was, like, shocked completely. And I remember afterwards, like, every time we talk about, like, siblings and friendships and brothers and sisters, like, I, I, I make her taste her own medicine and tell her... Hey, like, didn't you mention you wish you had another brother instead of me? Like, do you like that right now that you have me instead? So I'm always like working on the backlash here, you know. I'm, I'm kind of like imbecile when it comes to these, but I just hate when I'm I hate it. Who who loves being hated anyway? Only the cold, like epithetic people. Um, but for being hated for even fucking existence things just driving me nuts. So so that leads to this terrifying discovery that I made. When I was a teenager, I had this album of photos where you know every single time I had an album of photos and everything. And they're to being young and taking photos of while playing, while eating, all those spontaneous, gorgeous, beautiful moments together and birthdays and whatnot, and celebrations and weddings, and they're really beautiful pictures to look at and to have a good memory of and trying to visualize what the past used to look like, at least part of it, which is always the bright side, strangely enough. Okay, so um, this one, or a couple of photos actually in particular, caught my attention. Um, so the biggest reason why this happened is because my N.M. clearly told me herself casually also, in a very casual tone, that she allowed my siblings to take care of me, so that's that. What do you expect? When I was a baby, a little tiny, teeny tiny little baby, like almost one year old, I was naked in those pics and when i was a teenager and i was asking questions about those like um you know i thought it was something you know cool and normal and just funny funny even you know just not really a big deal but and i asked who did it like why am i naked in these Photos. Like, what's going on? Like, why me? You know, none of my siblings have any photos of them naked. Like, why me? And seriously, none of my siblings had any photos of them naked. Only me. So... And I got this really casual, again, normal, also, uh, answer that is, like, said in a jokingly, like, jokingly friendly way. And it's not really serious or apologetic or like regretful at any point, not at all. They said, mom said it, uh, that it wasn't me, I swear, it was your siblings. They did it to you. They they, they took your clothes off and they took took photos of you and they were laughing. And she would be like that. I don't know if she ever felt embarrassed or sad that it happened to me, I don't know, but the way that she said it was so casual and like carefree that I I almost didn't believe it. And, and then when I just came and asked my siblings themselves, the, the criminal ones in this crime. They just totally laughed at it and joked around it and just said, well, yeah, we were basically having fun and we took pictures of you. At the time, you know, I thought it was funny. I thought it was something uh, normal. But now that I really look at it, I don't know, I changed my perspective about it. I don't look at it the same way. It's shocking to me, you know. I mean, if if it was funny in the first place, they would have done it to each other in the first place. Everyone would have pictures of themselves naked. Completely naked. But none of them had. And only pictures of me. So did I mention that I was a scapegoat ever since my birth? Well, here it is. Yes, ever since I, ever since I was born, I was a scapegoat. Like the one treated differently just for existing, just for being there. Did they want to experiment and and just see what someone looks like when they're naked? Don't they look at themselves in there? Taking a shower? Aren't they naked when they're taking a shower? Why why strip me off my clothes and and just laugh about it like it's some sort of a joke? And if any one of the adults in my extended family could would see that, it would make them a sexual predator. Would that be normal anymore? Would that be funny? Would that be something to laugh at? I was literally exposed as a sexual tool ever since my childhood. <sighs> like, they were literally telling the world, Hey, our girl, our sister here is, is a whore, you know, ever since her birth. Like, have fun, you know. This... Here's her childhood album with her beautiful pics and her beautiful nudes ever since she's a baby, for god's sake. I don't even know why I'm I'm not crying at this point, but... I do remember having the album. I can't find the pictures. I will look them up and maybe burn them in like a video in front of them or like I show my face at first, and then I show them the pics, and then I'm literally pouring gas on them and putting them on fire and showing them my middle finger. Like, I'm just imagining like a video of me doing that to make them feel the way I do. As a way of like saying, this is my last goodbye to you, and from now on, I'm not talking to you anymore, you're a an nasty ass family, and I'm going no contact, basically. This is how terrible things are sometimes. I didn't realize how terrible this was when I'm discovering like this amount of shit that has been hidden from me. Not to mention, my NM was never really told she was an NM. Hating my ND or NF. And portraying my DC as the best. And hating everyone else. And creating wars between us. My extended family has no idea about that. Because every time we go visit them, me and my NM, my NF. He always tells me to say everything's fine, everything's okay, and she's only like tired and sick, and that's all. Like, she's mentally just ill, like, that's it. I just never talk, about it. I never shut up. I just be cold blooded about it. And I un- unintentionally, I fucking participated in that shit. I was clueless. The, the thing that they always do, like, the toxic people in general, what they do is they tell you to not do things and never explain it to you. And even if you dare ask a question why, they threaten you with these stupid ass threats just to make you feel afraid. And fear inhibits you from doing anything further that would clarify the answer for you, even though it might be terrifying as well, but they would just give you these threats to make you submit, or, or, or even like flat out silent treat you and act like they didn't hear you. And for as many times as you try to repeat the question and try to get information about it, you just never listened to. That's a huge family secret for now. But I'm not the type of person who's going to shut up forever about things because it's been harmful already for a lot of years. I'm not going to deny the good times we've had, I mean, there's always good times, you know, tiny few good times, there here and there, sporadic, but I'm not the type of person who's going to shut up about what happened, the really, really traumatizing things keep have to remain quiet about them because we don't want to hurt anybody who the fuck said we are not supposed to hurt anybody at some point if you're going to speak up you're going to hurt someone you might even hurt yourself before you hurt anybody else if you speak up for yourself so there is hurt anyway there is there is offense anyway Information is going to trigger someone regardless of who they are and what kind of hierarchy they hold in the narcissistic pyramid. We scapegoats are the lowest of the low when it comes to this pyramid, the narcissist obviously up high. So for these kinds of secrets to be revealed and to be discovered like this is just... And the more I study about narcissism and toxicity in people and all this kind of shit, the more I just get terrified with the amount of sickness and twistedness they have in their minds and thoughts and just actions and behaviors of themselves and others. Don't they think of, of, like, the afterlife? Death? Don't they ever think of burning in hell? Don't they ever think of the amount of damage that they cause for other people might actually backfire in their afterlife? Aren't they afraid of God punishing them? Despite the fact that they might be all over the place with virtue signaling. It just angers me to the point where my hands are sweating right now. Family secrets, man, oof. oof, the family secrets, how long have I been burying this though, 24 years, and I only knew, and only now did I know that this is actually something traumatizing and just demented to come to know about. The closest people in your life doing this kind of damage to you. And they're laughing and joking as if nothing wrong is happening. Like you're the crazy one speaking out. You're the one who's mental for talking that shit behind your back when clearly behind their back, when clearly you're they're the one talking that shit behind your back. And gossiping and murmuring and spreading all these rumors behind you and coming after sweet and gentle and all lovely and bubbly in front of you, when behind your back, conspiracies are happening, plans are going on, schemes are under the rug. And the secrets are hidden, in plain sight, but hidden, masterfully masterfully and with all the manipulation, the gaslighting, the twisted the twisted information, the blame shifting, the stonewalling Don't let me mention all the rest of the their methods of like distorting reality basically in rewriting history. Etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. I mean I think People are terrified of the truth, you know, they like to delude themselves with the beautiful lies and how utopia, you know, how utopian the world full of lies is to them, which actually in the real world affects people to the point where they are, they might be even, like, gaslit to the point where they don't know the difference between what's real and what's not anymore. Like the movie Vanilla Sky, which I never really understood. (laughs) But... Anyway, it's dangerous and terrible and devastating to say the least. Man! And I'm tired of family secrets, I'm tired of their bullshit, I'm tired of their drama, I'm tired of all the shit they keep doing. I'm tired of all the pseudo-mutuality that's happening and I'm gonna record this next episode right here, right after I finish this one about pseudo-mutuality because this is an extremely important word and I'm gonna talk about it later in further details but for now. I'd like to end this episode here, and I'd like to tell you one thing, and one thing only, my dear listener. Fight for the truth. Stand by the truth. Fight for it with your life. I have participated and joined Facebook groups because I felt alone on my life, and I can't be thankful enough. For the amount of support that people give to each other. But also me and me giving support to others. And it's just unconditional. And just so loving and genuine from people. And I'm really, really, really thankful for Mark Zuckerberg. For creating such an opportunity to make it easier for people to connect. And to share their experiences. And to help each other throughout the shit that goes on in their lives and what i noticed is that family secrets as much as like dangerous we all think we are because generally speaking we as scapegoats we think we are the only people in this world who have these problems in general like i made the conclusion that every single problem is actually similar to every other problem basically they're all just they're all similar like have similar problems you know we're not so lonely after all if we find the people that can help us and that can support us we're no longer so lonely and fighting for the truth by ourselves others may have suffered so much and now they want to stand up to themselves and to Defend the truth and to stop the lies and put an end to all the Gaslighting confusion and all that shit Fighting the narcissist is never a war where you're gonna win. It's unwinnable But Silencing them is what kills them inside because they're fueled by the drama and they're fueled by your emotional reaction, and your anger, and your reactivity. They like that. They love the drama. They love the fighting and all that kind of thing that drives the nerves to the roof. So my dear listener, please do not be afraid of sharing... Or revealing dangerous family secrets that are kept hidden for a long time. Do not be afraid to stand up for the truth, even if by yourself. Because at the end of the day, a lot of people are going to side against you. And you're going to fight this war on yourself, by yourself. Don't be afraid of being alone. Actually embrace being alone. I figured lately it's such an important thing that we almost always just seem to belittle. You know, being alone makes you look like a crazy one, makes you look like the schizophrenic one who is always in their world and not communicating with people. Actually, not. It's just, it's so peaceful and calm and tranquil and without the drama, without the bad energy that you absorb unintentionally when you're around bad people. And you get to think. You get to actually think, like, so peacefully and just so clearly. And the flashbacks, when they come back to your mind, they come back as clear as sun. And I've noticed this really improving, actually. Every single time that I have something that I accidentally remember, it's now becoming clearer than ever because I'm able to think clearly at last. Because I haven't been able to because I've I've been so attached to their drama and their and their sick twisted lies and problems that I never thought for myself. And so, being able to love and to appreciate your time that you have by yourself, not to only meditate, but to also think back about things that happened, and how you can interpret them and analyze them, and what kind of solutions you can come out of them, or like what kind of things you can do to change those maybe for the better. It's actually extremely helpful to make you grow as a better, stronger person and to evolve regardless of the abuse. So self-evolutionaries do not give in to those family secrets, okay? And then especially the family secrets, because the, f- the secrets and friendships can end very easily, there's no problem in that. The the secrets in the workplace can also end and there's no big deal there. But the family secrets, man. Especially with people who are bonded with with blood. It's not easy. It's actually a hundred times more difficult. And the thing is, these things last for years. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, they hide information so well that it's hard for anyone to find out about them. That they remain hidden for fucking years. And so the reason why I'm focusing on family secrets is because family secrets are the most dangerous weapon that can be used for the interest of, like I said, the pyramid. The the upper hierarchy of the pyramid, obviously the nurses, the golden children, the enablers, and the flying monkeys. But to the rest, it's a nightmare. So yeah. Set your boundaries. Go fucking no contact. Leave the situation. Forget about the drama. And live your life peacefully and evolve regardless of the abuse. This has been Self-Evolution Regardless. And I'll see you in the next episode.
0: so folks that's a wrap for this episode and as you can guess this is my goodbye speech uh just kidding i hope you found this episode enlightening to some degree you can always like comment favorite share and even subscribe to this podcast here on anchor fm or any other platform where you'll find my podcast available Like Podbean, Stitcher, Spreaker, Acast, Radio Public, Overcast, Apple Podcasts, iTunes. And recently, I've added my podcast in TuneIn as well as Red Circle. That's where you'll find my podcast also available. I'd also appreciate your support for a very small monthly fee. If you have any topic suggestions, questions, some feedback you'd like to share, don't hesitate to send me a brief voice message and I'll take care of that. So to conclude, this was self-evolution regardless. I'm your host, Maram, and I will see you in the next episode.